What if you were born with a disease that you always knew would kill you? And then what if all of a sudden you were given a second chance? Well, that's exactly what happened to me. And it's the question that we explore on the new podcast series, Breathless from Snack Labs. Join me, Jeremy Saunders, for a series that explores what it means to live and die, to love and to lose, and what it's like to have your whole life turned upside down and the unexpected challenges that come with a life-saving drug. You can listen to Breathless now, wherever you get your podcasts. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hello, my love. Ready to talk about some sex? Yes, please. Early, early in the morning. Mm-hmm. Early morning sex talk. Why not? You know, it's, a, it's what keeps a couple going. <laughs> Here uh, we are. Uh, well, before, actually, you know what? Let's do this. Before we get into talking about sex and throw into uh, today's fantastic episode, um, uh, the best of Halifax voting has opened up again. Oh, cool. And if you're not familiar, basically every year past, you could just go on to the best of Halifax for the coast uh, and you could just like put in any nomination, click the button, and then that vote would go through and then that's it. You don't have to worry about it again. Well, this year they did something different. This year you go on, at least for like the first couple months there, back before uh, whatever, the middle of July, you would go on and you would vote. And on August 1st, which is today, which is when we're recording this, Mm -hmm. um, they reveal the six nominees 
for the best of Halifax. Oh, cool. And guess who's on that list? Who's on the list? Turn me on podcast. <laughs> what? And what? Sick Boy Podcast. How do we get up there then? We So we, we got up there because people voted. Oh, great. Yeah. I think some people who listen to the show like it so much that they voted enough to put us on there. But the voting doesn't end. So now the voting has reopened. Okay. And it goes for a little bit of time. I don't know how long, like probably September 15th or something like that. Um, oh, that's exactly it. Uh, September 15th at 11.59 p.m. is when final voting period closes. So now it's like down to voting. The top six. Yeah. Who do you want to see at the top number one? Well, turn me on. Turn me on. So <laughs> if you want that. Uh, Can podcast tie? Can we tie I don't know. That would be pretty crazy. Can you imagine if us <laughs> if and Sick everybody Boy tied? who votes for Sick Boy also votes for Turn Me On? Well, you can't do that because oh, you, wow. you register one email Yeah, address. but you could. everybody does cheats. Everybody has at it's least true. like my flower child 1984 at <laughs> yahoo.com. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Do that and then go to the <laughs> library. So change your IP address and vote from your... Uh, from your old high school email and your Hotmail account. Sonda um, J1 Sonda at RyersonUniversity.ca. <laughs> yeah, that was my, that was my, lo- my login uh, username for, my, for high school. I said Sonda J1. Um, uh, yeah, so we're on top six. So uh, vote. Vote for us. Go vote for us. If you are listening to this and you live in Halifax or you fucking don't live in Halifax, yeah, anybody but you can love vote. Halifax. It doesn't mean anything. Go on over to thecoast.ca. And right there, you should see a button to press for the Coast Best of Halifax Reader's Choice Awards 2017. Yeah, maybe we'll make the cover like Sick Boy did. Yeah. Oh, man. I definitely am pulling my dick out for that cover shoot. I am so bad at being photographed. I already have anxiety about this, about winning the cover of the Coast. Yeah. Even if if, if you're not big on voting for the Coast, just do it to see what our crazy cover (laughs) would end up being if it was Bridie and I on the cover of the Coast. That would be kind of a cool married thing to do. That would be. Yeah. Um, All right. I just want to get that out of the way. Go on over to thecoast.ca. Vote. Vote for us. Vote for Sick Boy. Vote for whatever you want. I mean, if there's another podcast on there that you like more, vote for them. I'm just really excited that podcasts are on there. And it's actually under the news and media um, section. Okay. So if you're, if you're trying to find it, that's where We're news it. and media. <laughs> that opens news. up, that opens up so many more grant possibilities for it, us. Yeah, yeah. Or business. Um, that's great. Yeah. In other news and media... Well, um, I did something pretty interesting yesterday. What'd you do? So did we talk about how you and Becca went on a date together, like the wax play date? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We talked about that on the pod. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, yesterday, uh, Todd and I had a little mandate. Did you guys go waxing together? We went for some wax play. <laughs> <clears throat> Actually, we did kind of do some wax play. We were waxing down. Our surfboards. Oh, how is that? Yeah, we went surfing together. I don't actually surf. Well, I, I you don't. surf more than some people do. No, but I, the the type of surfing that I do is I only surf in like the ultra beginner areas because I'm leading a surf camp for beginners. Right. Um, and really, I'm just the camp counselor. I'm not teaching anyone jack shit because I'm not a surfer. Todd, however, is a fucking like professional surfer like he's like a surf instructor he's traveled the world surfing i yeah i don't think he would call himself a professional well he's kind of a professional i mean he does it his whole life he does it the way like yeah we do yoga like he's pretty 
committed to it. Yeah. And like, we're really good at yoga. (laughs) (laughs) So Todd and I went surfing. He took me surfing yesterday. He just called me up like as soon as I woke up and was like, want to go surfing? (laughs) And I panicked. I was like, oh, fuck. I don't know. Uh, Do I? And I was asking you and Becca, because you guys were both here. I was like, what do I wear? What do I put on? How do I do this? <laughs> and then I just kind of bailed on you guys, went with Todd, and uh, fuck, man, went out to Lawrencetown, and I was really scared because I know that, like, you know, the surf community, it's like, no no newbies allowed kind of thing, you know? It's like, like, who brought this fucking amateur out here? Like, kind of like rough and tumble, like, we'll punch you in the face if you come to our point our point break you know what i mean you should write a movie because that sounds like a lot of drama yeah and i got all the lingo down so uh so i was really nervous about that but uh, todd was like no don't worry about it you're with me like and if anyone says anything i'll i'll punch him in the mouth for you and i'm like todd you're so you're so strong and cute <laughs> so so we go out we go out into the point and um it was actually only like two other people out there but these waves were the biggest waves that I'd I'd ever been in, in surfing. And my board was like a little smaller than I'm used to. Mm-hmm. Um, needless to say, Todd cut a couple of cool waves. And he was looking really cool and slick and neat. Um, and I got dummy <laughs> by the ocean. I mean, what a fucking humbling experience. Yeah. Not only to get like just whitewashed over and over again and like losing my breath. And yeah. like almost going, is this where I die? You know, because like going into panic mode. Yeah. But then surfing, like you, it forces you to not panic. You can't. But humbling because it's like I'm doing this activity with my wife's boyfriend and I'm feeling so demasculated because he's so good at it and I'm so bad at it. And I'm just like, and I'm panicking for my life. And I'm kind of like, should I get Todd to come save me? Like, <laughs> it was such a fucking confusing thing. And then we come out of the water because uh, he could tell that I was like, f- just fucked. And he was like, yeah, we should go in now. And I'm like, yeah, that's a good idea. And then we go in and we get out of the water. And it was like, it was one of those experiences that uh, I'm surprised that I didn't get bummed out about it. Right. Like I came out and I was like, that was, that was awful. (laughs) And I'm so grateful that it happened. Like, I feel like I learned so much about myself. Oh, good. Yeah, it was great. So I'm going to do it again with Todd someday. I'm, I'm, I think I told him, I was like, dude, this is, this will change my life. This is great. Let me surf with you again. And uh, he, he agreed. That's great. I was thinking about that, actually, because I knew you were out doing that. And I was thinking about how much I've like tried to get you out in nature doing things with me. Um, And I know that you love doing things like that. But for some reason, sometimes you have resistance to going out and doing them, maybe because it's hard for you to breathe. But like, Mm. you know, I figured I, I just felt like with your yoga background and everything, you would really you'd dig it. Yeah, I mean, it's cool. Next time I go out, I, I definitely need a, a bigger board. Right. But uh, I'll do it again. There was a great white sh- shark fucking sighting out there last time. <sighs> it's crazy. Yeah. Um, let's get into sex. Okay. Not a lot of sex talk here. A little bit of uh, masculinity play. And, uh, yeah, and I think we discussed before, demasculated. I don't think is the emasculated. word. Emasculated. Right, yeah. Yeah, that's the word. Well, anyway, I'm glad you did that. Hmm. Beck and I would walk the dogs together yeah. while, while you did that. Isn't that so cute? So cute. We're able to just do these things now with our partners. 
Oh God. All right. I, um, I, we had this brain boner that came in that just made me chuckle a little bit. And, uh, I don't, uh, I, I wanted to do more research before I read up on this because like pheromones is a really interesting topic to me. Hmm. So if there's anybody listening out there that's like knows an expert, I looked up some like medical um, journal things about it, but you know, it's not it's not sexy to read. So and then the other option was Cosmopolitan magazine and uh, so it's just sexy. not quite enough science for me. So uh, I'm just going to read it. It's from Kayla. So this is a question that came up based on my experience with online dating. Plus, you touched on the topic of smelly vajayjays with Becca's accidental tampon storage situation. So I thought I'd throw this out to the Turn Me On community. I've now been asked on online dating by two separate people about the smell of my vagina. They want to know if it has a tangy scent and if it tastes and smells sour. That turns them on. This fascinates me i've never met either of these people in person they stopped chatting and i didn't care enough to pursue they both said that this was a fetish slash slash obsession slash need and was something they wanted in their long-term partner they both mentioned that if this smell slash taste was present they would want to spend a lot of time eating their partner out one of them mentioned wanting to smell taste their partner's underwear and would prefer if you didn't shower before sex that that was a turnoff. I had never heard of this. Then it happened again, and I thought, this is the thing. Just curious. Much love. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Wow. I've never heard of that either. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't surprise me. It doesn't surprise me that there's people out there that are really, like, get the rocks off on on um, a, I wouldn't say a smelly pussy. No. But, like, a, a, um, a tactile vaginal smell. <laughs> Vaginal. Vaginal. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Demasculated vaginal smell. Uh, um, like, a, like a visceral smell. You know? um, that's totally a thing. I just did a quick search on Reddit and, you know, people love it. People, people like... Love a tangy pussy. Well, they like just the natural <clears throat> human scent. Yeah. I love and that too. We we wipe that out so much because we're led to believe that any sort of odor from your body is unclean and i think that goes back you know like thinking about i don't know the black plague and things like that where like body odor is like a sign of bacterial infection and covering it up with like smells and herbs and stuff is the way to like was that cure that oh yeah is that why people put like deodorizers on themselves like because of the plague well no i mean obviously people also like you uh, heard it here first folks T- uh, turn turn me on tmo <laughs> the black plague started uh, uh the myth the, about bad vaginal odor and and deodorant <laughs> well deodorant no because people used to not bathe but um but yeah, so so we Bigby, have this like Bigby, stop doing that. You're ruining the recording. Maybe he has some input here. Buddy, <laughs> stop itching your your uh, smelly dong there. Come here, hey. He I doesn't seem you. to mind. Dogs love. Dogs you know, their nose goes it. right right to the vagina. Right to the vagina. Yeah, I saw that yesterday. You were doing some yoga on the deck, and and Becca's dog came over and was like, "Hey, what's the, what's up your butt? <laughs> what's in, what's inside your box there?" <laughs> um, uh. 
Yeah, so so what was the scent again? Tangy? Yeah, so it's funny because I did look at the Cosmopolitan um, article and it was like uh, talking to guys about what the smell is that they really like. And uh, they they think it's one guy said sweat, urine and human nature. This hmm. was an attractive smell to him. I'm, I'm down for all three of those things. Sweat and white wine. That would be ah, like the soury, yeah. like tangy kind of, which I could definitely I like that. I've smelled that before for sure. Well, you know what? What Becca said this one time, she was like, fuck, I hate cantaloupe. And I was like, why? And she was like, because it tastes like it Vagina. tastes like pussy. Yeah. And and I don't want my food to taste like pussy because like <laughs> Becca likes eating pussy. Yeah. But she just doesn't like her fruit to taste like it, I guess. I, well, cantaloupe is a loser. Oh, man, I love cantaloupe. <laughs> and I was eating cantaloupe. And I was going, that's it. That's it. It's pussy. That's why I love it. <laughs> so, you know, like this white wine who were, thing. Who were you yelling that at? I was yelling it to the lady across the street. She's <laughs> this elderly woman. Your waiter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was yelling at the Continental Pete, I was yelling breakfast. At the Pete at Luckett. The... He was walking out of the out of Pete's and I was going, Pete! <laughs> your cantaloupe's like pussy! Don't even get me started about your papaya. <laughs> <laughs> um uh, yeah, but like I loved that. I love. I love. Do people like starfruit because it looks like a butthole? Ah, oh, jeez, Jesus, <laughs> my God, doesn't taste like a butthole. I can tell you that much. Oh fuck! I've been eating a lot more butthole lately, <laughs> and uh, and I'm surprised that of the lack of taste of a butthole. Most people, I mean, I don't know. Did it doesn't smell like Dr. Bronner's? No. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what mine tastes like. Yeah, probably because you <laughs> ram it up there. <laughs> You literally shit Dr. Bronner's. Oh fuck. Um. Um, okay, so white wine. I like that one though. I like the I like the sweat. I like even, you know the urine. I mean, I like the yeah, like yeah. urine you know there's there's like a bad urine smell. Yeah. Which which I rarely ever smell my own like I have a really bad sense of smell, but sometimes I can smell my pee. Mm-hmm. And if I can smell my pee, it's likely a really, it's like, ooh, I pee ate something like that made pee, my pee urine smell Urine or pee like your penis and you don't want to use the word penis? No, my, yeah, my, my pee-pee. <laughs> no, my urine. Um, uh, I don't like the word urine. I like saying pee. Oh. Do you like I, the word penis? Uh, yeah, penis is cool. <laughs> I, I love the word cock. Yeah. People hate cock. Yeah. I say cock and Taylor's just like, oh, don't call it that. It's aggressive. Cock. Oh, yeah, I love it. <laughs> I love cock. I love cunt. Like I love those those like cuh, 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 cuh. you know the cuh, cuh, cuhs. <laughs> this is so ridiculous. Okay, so uh, white wine, pee. I'm I'm down. What else do we got? Uh, that like a salty sea breeze. Yeah. Now that one, <laughs> I'm gonna step in and say I don't know if I'd be down for that one. You don't like that one? Well. The sea breeze, salty. I'm down, but the remember when we went to the beach the other day? Yeah, yeah. That scent that was coming off the beach. Yeah, that was a seaweedy kind of seaweedy kind of like rotten fish smell. Not rotten fish, really? Nope, nope not okay. rotten fish. It's just a healthy, heavy sea scent. It's pretty he- at low, heavy. It's low tide. Yeah, it's low, low tide. tide. Okay, so let's call it that then. Okay. Low tide. If the vagina smells like low tide. Doesn't work for you. It does. That doesn't work for me. So th- that's the thing. I think what we're learning here yeah. is that um, different uh, secretions <laughs> attract different kind of partners, mm-hmm. and 
you know, maybe it's true that one of these guys that's really into vaginal odor might not like your particular odor. Yeah, yeah, you might not not, not like uh, sweaty uh, wine-soaked cantaloupe. I wonder if there's any correlation between people who don't like vaginal smell, like who want it, want zero flavor, and people who are really bad at eating pussy. Interesting, yeah. Because there's kind there's of like... There's got to be flavor. There's got to be a bit of a hunger, too, when you're eating pussy. Like, you've oh, got to yeah. be into it. Yeah. Like, I, when I was eating ass the other day, I was like ravenous for butt. But it has no flavor. I know. But I was... I, yeah. I needed it. Right, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. I don't know. I, I, I haven't gotten behind the butthole per se yeah yet yeah yet um yeah i like this this is, this is interesting what kind of uh, you know what if you're listening right now we want to know what kind of what kind of vaginal smells or penile smells or anal smells do you like or what kind of pussy, cock, and, and arsehole smells to you like that? I like that. So it just comes arsehole. out way easier. Yeah. Uh, let us know. Let us know in, uh, by emailing us. You can go to our website. We've got a contact form there. Or you can tweet at us. Or you can Instagram DM us. You or... can litter our lawn with printouts from the internet of yeah, you different... Be, you can be that fucking weirdo, whoever that was. Um, uh, we would love to know. Yeah. Because I, I am curious about this. I've, ne- I've actually never spoken to anyone any of my guy friends about about that before oh time to start yeah yeah maybe i'll take uh, i'm gonna start taking polls I carry a notepad yeah <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> what would you what do you prefer uh sea smells wine smells or pee smells? it's just like a little kid's notebook with like sc- you're, you're keeping score <laughs> um cool you got uh, anything else bride before uh, we hit today's episode well uh yeah yeah. Are you August thinking what 1st. I'm thinking? Oh, yeah. August no. 1st. August is our wedding anniversary month. I know. And that's coming up in only a, less than two weeks. But When is our wedding anniversary, uh, Brad? August 11th. August 11th. And uh, to celebrate, we're actually going to go over... I, I think all of our anniversaries have been in different like places. We've never done it This will be our sixth. No, and we won't be here either. We're going to be on PEI. Hear that, Islanders? And we might be a little hungover because the night before, we're doing... A live a, show. At Upstreet Brewery. Upstreet Brewery, the sister brewery to Good Robot, one mm-hmm. of my favorite breweries here in Halifax. Mm-hmm. And uh, tickets are 10 bucks, and the show's going to start at 9 p.m., and our guest is a very special guest. Yeah, and it might get weird. <laughs> I hope so. Because it's family. Oh. Is, that too, is that too much? Did yeah, I no. give away too much? No, it's great. <laughs> okay, it's great. great. So we're, uh, we're going to be interviewing someone's family member, yeah. and 10 bucks, like Bridie said, Upstreet Brewery, 9 p.m., uh, we're gonna. Uh, how are we doing it? Are we putting tickets up for sale online somewhere, or we just show up at the door and hope don't, we don't fuck it up? You do all of those decisions. Oh, shit. That's your role in I'm this relationship. Look into it today. <laughs> uh, so if you're on the island, uh, keep a lookout for the next in the next uh, day or two. We're gonna put tickets on sale, and uh, if it was anything like our Halifax show. It's going to be fun. It's going to be real fun. Also, if you're on PEI <laughs> and you're interested in being a guest, we just might bring some gear over yeah, with us. Yeah, we got some gear there, so All we'd right. love to have you So on. let's talk. Uh, okay, without further ado, let's throw it to today's episode. Kind of a special one because it is the partner 
of a previous guest we had on the show, mm-hmm. uh, Ryan from the Babylon Leather. Yeah. Uh, the Whore of Babylon, I believe, is the title of that episode, yep. a couple episodes back. Uh, we had his uh, his bow, the Ka, mm-hmm. on, and she is a, well, she's a fucking bitch. Alt model, photographer. Yeah, tattooed model, cover yep. girl. Um, and we have some very, very interesting conversations. She's, you know what I loved about Cobb is that she was so nervous when she showed up and she was just like speaking a thousand miles a second. And I was like, whoa, this is, this is a lot. Like, this is probably what people feel like when they're talking to me because I'm so loud all the time. <laughs> And and so like and so uh, so uh, uh, hoggy of the conversation, people must be so overwhelmed. <laughs> and so uh, so I was like, oh my god, she's so, she's speaking so fast. Um, and then she kind of like settles in. She kind of finds her groove. Man, she dropped it behind that mic like a professional. I know. And she yeah. And uh, uh, she's she's very smart and had some very eloquent and beautiful things to say, especially as an artist. Yeah fucking love her conversation surrounding the art of photography so i yeah. uh, hope you guys enjoy it we love each and every one of you have fun vote on the coast.ca best of halifax come see us on pei see you there and we love you wig and i have a great black wig as well yeah. but uh, like buying ho- the only reason that i get really excited about halloween anymore mm-hmm. is to buy a wig well i'm kind of I'm, i guess i'm kind of fussy because i if i'm going to invest in something like a wig i'm going to be using it for a lot of shoots and stuff like that so i'm going to buy something that's much higher quality because i'm going to want to style it and keep yeah. it for a really long time um so the wig investment is you know on the low priority list but it's something that I feel like I'm going to use a lot more because it takes a lot of time and effort out of styling because you're like, my hair really hates me and I'm, I'm, I look like a dirtbag on a regular, so. Um, but dirtbag <laughs> hair is way easier to style. Oh man, I just kind of like, just chalk it up to that, you know, like bad bitch biker look and I'm just like, yeah, my hair has always got some kind of rat's nest in it and I'm just like, mm-hmm. Twigs, <laughs> dead bugs. It's a pencil this, lately. Um, I've kind of taken my friend's thing and I just take like a sketch pencil and I twist my hair up and I'm like, <laughs> done. This is that's so the that's the kind of hair that I really dig. Yeah, effortless. Is, well, that and also <laughs> the like, um, uh, like uh, borderline. It could start to dread, but it's not. You know what I mean? Like ratty, like surf hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I I, yeah, yeah, I totally. Yeah, for me, it's like windswept from being like on the on the motorcycle or something like that. Like everything being pushed back or. Um, and, and yeah, it's, maybe it's lazy or maybe it's just kind of like a style on its own. It's like, it's just like, oh, that's low priority. I don't know. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Speaking about hair, yes. um, you are a model. I am. How long have you been doing that? Um, <clears throat> so officially I would have started somewhere around 16 or 17. So, um, I, I'm 30 this year and, um, so a very, very long time, but originally I started off as a cartoonist. So, um, being in front of a camera was more of a tool so I was actually like um, taking photos of myself to use as a reference so that I could draw the characters doing something that was 
you know, complicated and I couldn't replicate accurately in just my own mind. And then I was like, okay, well, this is kind of fun. And I was, you know, one of those like awkward goth, you know, kids just on their own doing art and sketchbooks. And it was like, I don't need friends. I just have my soul in this journal. Um, (laughs) And so so then it, it became an art form in its own. And then it just kind of just dive bombed from there. So if I was to tell myself, you know, at 1516 that I would still be doing modeling and have been published and and recognized internationally you know in my 30s they would be like what What do you mean because I'm I'm small I'm short I'm not tall by any means I'm not a typical model standard but I've just kind of started working in different areas and understanding that modeling isn't one particular thing right yeah so can you go into that a little bit more what do you mean modeling is one particular Um, thing well, I mean, if if you look at, you know, there's, there's, yes, when most people think of modeling, they think of fashion magazines or runway in Milan and, and, you know, that, which, yes, there is an industry standard. There is a certain height. There's a certain shape and form. Right. Like six foot tall. Yeah. Yeah. Very yeah. sharp and, and, features. And, and depends. There's a gap between the teeth or whatever. Right. Yeah. And, and trends and things like that happen. And now there is a little bit more kind of like diversity and culture or being added into that. But then there's also the alternative scene. And then so the alternative scene is like tattoo models, which has really started to change and develop within the past, you know, you know, eight, 10 years because tattoos become so much more mainstream than the modeling kind of the taboo of it just being like, oh, she's trashy because she's a tattoo model. And you're like, you know, excuse me, um, generally not very well like dressed. You're not tend to be wearing a whole lot because you're showing off the art form. Mm. But then that kind of became its own thing. It became its own style. Um and boudoir modeling, you're generally a little bit more curvy. You're not tall. You're a little bit more shapely. And then lifestyle, which is again skateboarding companies and all this stuff has really started to change what photography is mm. doing. And right. so I kind of found the mold that my body fit into. Right. Which, yeah. Now, when you say you started modeling at like 16, 17, yeah. at what point did you start to kind of realize what kind of model you were or you were becoming? Um, I think I already kind of knew because it was something that I was already visually experiencing. So there was models that I had started to follow that I was like, oh my God, she's beautiful. Like, I would love to do that. And those were models that weren't the typical standard. Like, you know, so one of the first ones, her name's Apnea, and she still today is is a model and performer. And um, she's not a whole lot taller than I am. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another model by the name of Mosh. She's a, I think she's Russian. Um, and she performs and travels with Dita Von Tees now. And she's 5'2". Mm. And so, and, and yeah, it, it's, it's so funny. And so... Um, you when know what's I, really funny yeah. is that you. Uh, so we're are, are we going by Ka? Is that yes. okay? Yeah, sweet, perfect. I yeah. A like lot this. of people when they see my name, they're like, "Is it Tika? Is it Thika? Like, who are you?" And I was like, "It's it's the Ka." It kind of st- it it kind of started as a joke and mm-hmm. a bastardization of nicknames, and then it actually became her own character, and she's actually a, a separate aspect of me than just my my usual self. That's cool. I yeah. like that. Right, so if anybody wants to to kind of see the car, you can you can hop on Instagram right now mm-hmm. at the car. Yep. Um, T-H-E-K-A. And um, the thing that I find so funny is like I when I when I first saw your your photos, I had never met you in person. Mm-hmm. And 
And then when I did meet you in person, and even today, like I've met you outside of my house today right now a number of yeah. times. But, it's but like it was every usually time- in some kind of like major social and like show circumstance sure. or in spa again a, a there was so night. much visual stimulation yeah. going on it's like oh, or God. like turn me on live show yeah. or whatever but even you walk in today and i'm like jesus you are so <laughs> tiny you are so tiny it's probably the most the second i guess it's not a question for me but it's like the second most co- common thing somebody had to ask me or bring up they're yeah. like either holy crap you are so tiny yeah like how are you so small and like what do you eat and like how do you work out and i'm like i eat cake for breakfast usually (laughs) donuts just a just a nutty metabolism and uh, yeah and um and and my height also just but but what's funny about it is that it doesn't come across that way in the photos no like in um, in the photos that i've seen of you like especially you know like uh, didn't you do like a, a cover for like inked or something like that? Yeah. So I've, I've had three covers, um, internationally. So one in Germany, one in Italy, <coughs> and one in the United States, North America. Um, yeah, I, I present very tall mm. and I, it's, my legs are very long. My limbs are very lean. Um, but I'm still very curvy and proportionate. And so even when you think of, mm-hmm. you know, actors, most times they're a lot shorter than you, you, yeah. uh, you think because right. smaller people tend to be a little bit more visually proportionate. So my longer legs is what gives the illusion of my height. And so most people are like, holy shit, I thought you were so much taller. And it's like, no, I just have very long legs. I have pointed feet. I look tall. And I also know how my body looks. So I know how to kind of twist and alter it to make it either look slimmer or more athletic or more delicate and, and right. sensual or dance like so and you also you're also a photographer right? i am yes and is that some is that just kind of an offshoot of like doing the modeling it, and kind of being it all like, kind well, of happened at the same time it was like a weird revelation so as i was like um as i started taking the photos to do the illustrations i was like okay well then i started taking the photos of myself and i was like oh well, what can i do with these and then it became a technical thing i started using it as a tool and then it also became a survival thing because I was looking at, at, you know, I was in high school at the time and I was looking at, okay, what am I going to do with my future? And I, I was like, I'm not going to university. I'm not going to have a degree. I'm not going to have a typical job. That's not me. I'm going to have odd jobs my whole life. Um, but I was like, okay, well, am I likely going to get a job in a career as a four panel cartoonist? Probably not. And illustration and graphic design didn't really seem to suit me because I, I just would not be able to see eye to eye with clients because I'm very stubborn brained. Um, and so then I was like, okay, but photography, there's so much you can do with that. And, and so I was like, okay, well, I need to make a decision. What school do I want to go to? What do I want to like try? And so I went down the photography route. And so my cartooning and illustration all took a back seat. Um, so that's something you don't really do. Not, anymore. not in any professional sense. Right. I still draw, I sketch. Generally, it's usually very emotion based. Um, and I'm just like, Aura, this is a person in my life. And I'll draw sketches of their faces mm. because it's just kind of how I remember them. Um, but it's not a, it's not a thing I do. Right. By any means. <laughs> it seems like it would be such a nice um, compliment to the kind of art that you already make based on what I've seen on Instagram. Like, yeah. there is something. Um, uh, I, I, there, I don't want to say there's something cartoony about it. Like, that's <laughs> no, not what I mean. Animated, it's animated. Yeah. And, and the color scheme. Yeah. And I don't know. It like really tells a story. Yeah. And, and, and I think it all just developed like it, into personas. And so, yeah. And have you designed any of your own tattoos? 
No. Because you've got a lot of tattoos. I do. That's the other, that's I, the other I thing don't that have people like, can't yeah. see right now, but like you have a full wrist to shoulder sleeve on your right yep. arm. Your left mm-hmm. arm's got like a half sleeve. Yeah, and I'm some getting stuff there, developing. The, yeah. Yeah, my, my upper back is completely done. A lot of my leg is done. Mm-hmm. Um, and very, very, very large collection of future tattoos. I've actually just created one in my brain the other day and it's like, I'm probably going to get that one next. Do you have a favorite, uh, favorite piece? Um, I'd say probably my favorite aesthetically would be the large crows on my, my upper back because they are my, my strongest connected with animals. Um, and then I also have a portrait of my first dog on my leg. And we actually had her ashes tattooed into the the piece. Whoa. Yeah. That's fucking Yeah. Rad. And so that... And it was also the photograph that the tattoo was based off of was the last photo I had taken of my dog. Oh, babe, can we do that with Bigby? <laughs> oh, gosh. I would so, for sure get yeah. Helena to tattoo Bigby on me with his ashes. Yeah, in it's it's really kind of cool. 100%. And so that one has like a very different connection to me, but it's also very, yeah. very intense. Cool. Yeah. Who yeah. did that one? Um, that one was uh, Kurt Silver. Okay, cool. Yeah. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess we should say, Bridie, fill everyone in on what like the cause relationship is to previous episode of uh, Turn Me On. <laughs> oh, yeah. We kind of just like brushed right Oh, by and them. we have another connection. We, we do have even more connections there, Jeremy. Um, I also worked at Excitement Video. Yeah, that's right. Which is how. <laughs> So excitement video is the. Woo! I don't know how in depth you want to go into it because uh, I do believe you wanted to chat with um, with Walker and myself, um, but yeah, we all we met from, through excitement video. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was so just funny. like I assumed you met through animating. No, we met through excitement video. <laughs> that which one? The one on X one in, in Quinpool. No, Quinpool. Yeah. Okay. So I managed there. Man, so crazy. That's so funny. <laughs> Yeah. God, I loved that job. Yeah. I was yeah. like, how old were you when you were working there? Uh, it was just before we had gotten married. So I would have been 20, 21. Okay, cool. Yeah. Sweet. So not long after I was working at the Sackville location. Yeah, because you were, you were in your teens. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Oh my God, that's so funny. <laughs> I was just like, oh yeah, excitement video. I fucking love that. <laughs> I walked into Pleasures and Treasures on Quinpool the other day. and Which I was- is... Exciting video. It was the, really the like video. this is a, they have a sweet we, job. We did, uh, did you know what they the they got? Yeah, it's it was a pretty different then because of, you know video rentals and all of that yeah. wonderful yeah. stuff. But we just went there the other day and it was like we walked in and we were like buying a new toy, a couple of new toys actually. And we're like, this is so weird. Yeah, yeah. They yeah have, the aesthetic in there like yeah, the, it, nothing's like the, changed. Oh yeah, just, just like the dark, stuff. dingy. <laughs> yeah. Um, they have so, some pretty decent uh, lingerie, though. Yeah, that's a big change. It was not decent when we worked there. Yeah. No, it was. Like, it was all in German too. So I was yeah. like, I was like, I know what a Stromfenhausen is, and I was just yeah. like going through inventory. It was like it's Walmart like a, style, like like costume pieces. A one size fits all <laughs> yeah. body stocking. Yeah. Oh yeah, body stockings were all the rage. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so the you are you are married to uh, Ryan, who we yes. had on uh, the the show. Um, Babylon leather. Babylon yes. leather, Rye. Uh, you call him, I like that you call him Walker. Uh, I was just, introduced to him as Walker. Just badass. Yeah, there's a few people that like I know only by their last names, and so it weirds a lot of people out. But around his family, it's Ryan. But yeah. for the most part, it's always been Walker. Cool. So, yeah. Sweet. And you guys have been together for how long? Uh, it'll be eleven years. At a, yeah, eleven Holy years f- last week or something. Yeah, eleven years last week. Fuck, that's a long time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it was a long time. <laughs> uh, for our eleventh. I guess dating anniversary we got we got tickets to Roger Waters so I'm very very excited I kind of just sat there and 
in awe for a while. I was like, oh, shit. Cool. How's married life at 11? Well, how long have you been married then? Uh, we've been married eight years. Okay. So we're coming up on our eighth anniversary. But I still consider kind of like when we started dating is really when the marriage started because there's no, there was no difference. Yeah. No. Mm. Did you ever think about bailing? I feel like every relationship you're just like, what did I do? <laughs> but I mean, but I, but that's also just like personalities and like if you're in a shitty state of mind or a shitty like part of your life like mm-hmm. you know when I was going through a lot of health things like it wasn't that I wanted to it was I was like do you want to be here yeah. and so you know I feel like that comes up and especially when you've been in a relationship that's been over a decade you know there's there's very few circumstances you don't really come across or an experience or have to kind of work through and that grows and changes constantly yeah, yeah, like, I mean, oh my gosh, the changes that are in our lives, you know, within the past seven months is like just astronomical compared to like, you know, 11 years. Mm. Have you felt maybe that that you, even though a lot's happened in the last seven months, that the changes you've gone through together have been pretty consistent? Like like the um, frequency with which you're both changing and growing is um, I think consistent? that the timelines were a little bit different. Um, so like, you know, he's had growth changes and I've had growth changes and they didn't always coincide. Like, But we were always still like the number one supporter. So being like, okay, well, I know that you're going through these changes or I'm supporting, you know, you want to do a career change or I'm supporting that you want to try this. And, you know, with Babylon Leather, I want to support this. And so, so yeah, I've, I I don't know. It's it's kind of funny. Like, you know, he is my best friend. He is my number one supporter. And like, you know, we don't always see eye to eye. We bicker like unbelievably large amounts, but we're fire and water. Like we were talking earlier, like Sagittarius and Pisces, we should not be friends. Like, so, but at the same time, it's... Totes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jeremy's nodding so his head. Like, <laughs> and, and so, but as he would state it, it's like, you know, I like the fire under his ass and he kind of like gives me a grounding so it's kind of like there's a balance that's nice yeah like give and take yeah oh totally yeah there's a lot of that <laughs> and so um in terms of your guys's love life mm-hmm. and okay so when you started modeling at 16 yes were you uh were you a virgin no okay so how because your pictures are super sexy <laughs> and i you know, I, ca- I call it internet hussing. Okay, yeah, I, how, I, that's, how that's how I describe myself. How? Yeah, like how do you translate? Uh, because if I if I pose for photos mm-hmm. and I'm thinking about sex mm-hmm. or sex things that I think are sexy, it it just never it does not it doesn't translate translate at all. I think it's because. In my day-to-day life, I'm not a super glamorous, sexy person. I'm very just relaxed and chill and awkward and disgusting. Like, so, so, (laughs) (laughs) like, straight up. Um, So. I just farted. Just just so we're all aware. Uh, Sorry, guess. Um, (laughs) But I'm, so, so I guess Ka is kind of like a a personality and a persona. She's not me all the time she is always a part of me but she's not always me so when I'm modeling or I'm doing something like that um she kind of takes over and she kind of puts into control that okay we're gonna do this or we're gonna be a little bit more provocative or we're gonna be more confident and just exude sexuality and so that's kind of how she became her person and um and so when I was younger 
um, and I was exploring sexuality and things like that, you know, I definitely was taking photos that were far too risky at, you know, 17. Um, but I was just also very bold headed and, you know, was exploring that kind of stuff. And so when I was 18, I started nude modeling. And when I started doing fine art nude modeling, which is another whole other realm, I became more confident in my body and what my body was doing and was like, okay, so I know how I can contort it to make me feel differently. How do you mean by a whole other realm? Um, Fine art nude, the fine art nude modeling that I've done is another headspace altogether. Like it's very, very calm and relaxed and very dancer-esque and anonymous like yeah I'm, I'm nude and you can see who I am but a lot of times you don't see my face it's right. like turned away and it's very soft and that's where I learned deeply with the connection I made with that particular photographer um how important things like hands are how important things like feet are and how what they're doing can completely change a photograph and hmm. change the environment and the feeling of what you're experiencing when you're looking at that image and do you just intuitively know that because of how you your psychology is affected by the way you place yourself physically or do you think or is it like really technical in terms of like I know that this particular angle communicates this particular thing if I'm if I'm modeling so if I'm in front of a camera and we're like doing uh posed shots and stuff like that um it is more technical so I know I need to push my shoulder back because of of how it it, it is on a regular day I know I have to arch my back I know I have to stick my butt out and yeah. suck my stomach in and all of those things that's technical but it also becomes muscle memory so you just know okay well I need to do this you know shoulders back suck it in but but um and uh but it also became a, a many many years of training and so it, as a, as a photographer I can take those experiences of being in front of the camera and I'm able to give that to them because I know that they don't know these things and I know that people forget I forget all the time I'll look at a photo and I'm like fuck, what was I doing? Right. Mm. And, and you know, and that's communication between the photographer. It's communication between the energy of the shoot. Like, how are you feeling when you were in that position? Were you feeling sexy or were you having fun? Were you laughing? And that all shows in the images. Mm. Um, so... So yeah, it is it is a bit of a, a, a technical aspect, but it also is very fluid. Um, it must be like, I'm, it makes me think of, so as an actor, mm -hmm. like when I work with a director who mm. has a past in acting, yeah, who has like experience in acting, it's a whole different ballgame yeah. in terms of how you communicate with the director mm. and, and talk about the scene, talk about the character, talk about, you know, your, yeah. your motives and things like that. Yeah. And it makes it, as an actor, it makes it a really beautiful wonderful experience yeah i can only imagine that you know as a photographer working with models as a model as well mm -hmm. it must be like one of those things that's kind of rare yeah uh in that scene or is it that rare i mean it's, it's not so much rare but i mean it is a communication thing so when you're working with a photographer who is very like um talkative and they're just like okay think about this put yourself in this situation like i you know you're you're trying to get your partner's attention so you're kind of like you know sassing them over the shoulder or something um and so they, they or they see that you're making a mistake and they're just like oh can you just change this or oh can you just you know wiggle mm -hmm. this here but then there's some people that that in my experience because in the reverse because i'm a photographer photographers have a hard time being communicative with me because they're just like no she should know ah. and so but I make mistakes and yeah. so I'm just like okay but if I'm, my face is doing something stupid like let me know and I can change it because I can't see what you're doing and so sometimes they are there I've had people tell me and admit to me many times 
that they were like, I'm intimidated because you're a photographer and what if I'm doing things wrong? And I was like, listen, light and cameras are like paintbrushes. Like you can be painting the same thing, but it's not it's not going to look the same. Mm. You can be standing and doing the photograph with somebody next to you and the images are not going to look the same because it's your canvas. It's your, your art. Mm. So if you have a question for me, by all means, ask. If you want my opinion, I will totally give it to you. But they're two separate brains. So if I'm in front of the camera, I'm not thinking as a photographer. I'm not going, oh, what are you doing there? Like, why are they doing this? Unless I'm curious. I'm like, oh, ooh, okay, how are they doing that? Mm. But um, but I'm, I, I just, you know, when you do work with somebody who's like, okay, just like a little fix here, a little touch there, you're just like, okay, bam, bam, bam. And you feel really good right. because you know that they're changing you to be your best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we've cool. spent we've spent like 10, 15 minutes on hands before yeah, in yeah, fine right. art. So you're just like, oh, fuck. Well, it's funny. I just like I, when you said that before, like it's crazy what hands or like what feet can do. And, yeah. how you realize, and then I was like, oh, I never thought about that looking. Yeah. At, and I went through your photos and I found one. I was like, oh, yeah, the hands are for sure yeah. calculatedly placed in this position. Like and it. It's funny to look at it from that lens because yeah. it does change it. And, and even doing things like shaking it out. Mm. That's like, one of the biggest things I tell models like you know just fucking shake it out like if you're trying to get a pose and it just doesn't feel right just shake your hands shake your body just like wiggle around a little bit and reset Mm -hmm. it is not bad like i mean you guys both work in like yoga and you understand like bodies like they'll tense up with they're stressed or like frustrated same thing Mm-hmm. Just shake it out, relax, yeah. try again. It's like a dog, right? <laughs> Dogs like reset their nervous system when All they get the that big old shake. It's oh, yeah. just like shake it yeah, out. Yeah, it and feels great. And, you know, if you're working, you know, in a hand and you're just like, I can't get it right. And you just fucking wiggle it yeah. around. It's great. It's awesome. Let's come back to uh, to your, so like in terms of your relationship mm-hmm. and your sexuality, mm-hmm. um, I know that at, through speaking with Ryan that, and of course seeing you at like at spa night and all yes. that kind, those kinds of things um, and past guests that have been on the show. Uh, um, We're going to uh, go down that spiral, are we? Um, have you always been, have you and Ryan always been um, um, into the idea of exploring, like adding other people to the bedroom? And and I know you were saying that there's been a lot of sh- growth and a lot of shift in the last yes. seven months. So, so um, my sexuality even though I never really admitted it when I knew about it, when when I was quite a bit younger, um, it was very, very aware at that point in time. So he knew I was bisexual. He knew I had a deep attraction and understanding of like, you know, wanting to explore, you know, what women's bodies are and how they they turn me on. And and so so again, this this is a little bit more with him because unicorn hunting was kind of like something him and I did specifically together. Mm-hmm. Whereas, and just for people who don't know the, the term <laughs> unicorn hunting, you yes. mean essentially finding a female partner to join us in the bedroom or wherever um, for play of various levels. Um, but uh, sometimes it, it's hard to find a dynamic. It's hard to find a dynamic for two people who have different sexual needs and have different sexual drives and different sexualities to find somebody who can equally satisfy that. So um, we'd always explored. Um, we've had partners and we were like, we would try somebody and we're like, okay, that went really great. And then we had other times we were like, whoa, whoa, that was awful. Um, and then when it started to make a shift into more kind of the emotional aspect of it. it was purely accidental um so we ended up in a relationship with a partner 
for a long time and it was like it just happened and we we're like okay so exploring polyamory and exploring open marriage came like i said purely from an accident but then that started to really grow and change and develop like a partnership that you you two were both exploring with yes. this one same person yes and there was definitely um more of a shift on like she was more of my partner so she she had identified at that time as mostly a lesbian and so she she loved ryan and absolutely adored him and you know they had play and they had a great time um but as the emotional aspect was definitely a bit more gravitated towards me mm. um so and I'd like when I I knew I had feelings for her a lot longer before than I, I would wanted to admit to Walker, um, but he knew right away. He was like, "Just fucking say it." Like I'm not offended by that. Like I'm not worried that you have emotions. Um, so it was just like, okay. So then we we were like, okay, let's explore this for a little bit. Um, and then it just didn't work for us because we have very different needs and we have very different kind of like sexual energies. So we are both switches, um, but we're very soft switches with each other because neither of us can fully take on the opposite role for each other because we just we've known each other too long. I'm like, I can't do this. No, switches no. in what way? Like, uh, like, like in- with a dominant submissive kind of thing. Okay. So so exploring that with different partners is really starting to take a more of a positive impact on our relationship Mm. because we don't feel the need to be one thing or the other we can actually just be somewhere mashed in the middle um and so moving away from from like unicorn hunting and trying to find you know an emotional connection with somebody and trying to put that kind of stress and pressure on someone to have that for two people. It was like, okay, well let's, how, how else can we explore this? And then we happen to fall into the spa community <laughs> and then it just went down a whole other road from there. Right. Because the spa that we met you at was yes. like your, I think our second, second or third one. Right. I think, I believe it was your second. I think so. I and don't remember the first one. I'm going to be straight up. I spent the entire time in the bathroom on the floor. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, yeah. A little, yeah. little too much to drink. Oh, ooh, buddy. Yeah. I just drank a lot. I smoked a lot. I was very, very anxious. I was very nervous. And then it was it was just, boom, I was out. Oh, those fucking nights. <sighs> yeah. So it was not my gr- most graceful moment. But from that moment yeah. till now, yes. or like spa night, the, you know, the last spa night, yeah. things have changed significantly. Yeah. So our first proper spa night experience, um, <clears throat> we met Craig. Um, and so... We were like, okay, you know, we're meeting people, we're talking to people, and um, we had we had just met him and and his partner, who I think Ryan had matched with on Tinder or something like that, and so he was like, oh, okay, well, I'm a familiar face and don't really know you, but you seem cool, and then next thing you know, a, a couple hours later, we're all in a room together, and there's like seven people just going at it, and mm. it was like, huh, okay. So this is what, okay, so this is happening. And and then, yeah, it became almost like an addictive, like, um, thing and to, an event to partake in because of, like, a huge exhibitionist streak. And it's just like, ho, 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 this is fun. Right. Yeah. So that kind of, like, tapped into another thing. But Spa, we were very lucky because we fell into a group of people that have been phenomenal Hmm. very very amazing people that have had amazing impacts on our lives recently um and these people are very comfortable so some of them have been in open relationships for a very long time so we can speak to them about how we feel about something or like if we're having like you know quibbles about something and then 
we can just easily go from friend to fuck buddy in like a second. And so it's so awesome that we have found this group. So when we go to spa, those are the only people we play with. Mm. But it's still just awesome. And it's like, I don't know. We got very lucky, I think. So that, that night of like the, the mashup of like seven people I in think, a room. I think, oh, do you know what? I don't, I, that might have been night three. But there was like a big mash of people in a, in a room. Yeah. And that just kind of happened. I believe it was night three because Ryan. I think, night, I think it might have been night three. I've, Ryan had, had messaged <laughs> me afterwards. Um Tomato, uh, tomato. Sure. It's all, <laughs> all one big wet night. Oh, That's big right. saucy night of fun. Uh, was that like? Did was that the first time that you guys had dived into? Because like you know, I we're talking about this like unicorn hunting thing, yes. and you are you identify as as bisexual. Yes, and so adding women into the into the bedroom. <clears> um, Seems like it, that was something that you guys had taken part in for quite a while. Quite a to while. This point. Yes, um, but. Have had you guys ever a- added another guy to the bedroom up to that point? So the first time that, so so male male female uh, or male female male yeah male female male um, kind of like a three way has always been something that I've wanted and 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 Walker is probably like one of the straightest guys I know um, and like. So he, he was just kind of like, I'm not really sure how I feel about that. And that was something that took a lot of time and a lot of comfort to kind of get towards. And then so one of our, our play partners that we see regularly became that first experience. And it was at Spa and we were playing around down with the sex wing. And, you know, and, and Walker was like, OK, I'm very comfortable with this person. So if you want to experiment with, you know, spit roasting or anything like that, he was totally fine. Now's the time. Now's the time. Let's just let's just fucking go for it. But a lot of the times, um, it, it, there was like there was no penetration involved. That was things that came later on, and it came with a lot of comfort, especially again with these group of people. Mm. Um, but when it comes down to when we're actually like playing in a group, there's there's very little like penetration play, other than women like penetrating other women. A lot of times, it's more about that like hedonistic pile of just Bodies. gooey sex, yeah. And it's like you know oral all over, and like touching and feeling and smelling and tasting, and so you know the 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 act of like penetrative sex like it never really came up until again later because it was like you don't need to mm. you, there's so much other stuff you can do mm-hmm. and everybody leaves very very happy mm-hmm. so um penetrative sex with with partners took a lot of time and a lot of conversations and a lot of emotions um but again the people that are our inner group we feel so comfortable with and Mm -hmm. so that made those transitions and those conversations significantly easier um so yeah it's been good it's been great that makes sense because like more people would uh you you just have a sense more of where other people are coming from. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, and and being and having people of like various levels of experiences, <laughs> um, you can bounce stuff off of others so easily and be like, oh, okay, well, I can talk to a, excuse me, like a female about this, and I can talk to a male about this, and I can talk to somebody who's not even connected to the group at all about it, and get a variety of advice and experiences and then be able to take those back into your group's conversation. Mm. So. Was there a lot of aftercare? Like when, when it did get to that point of like finally introducing penetration with somebody else that wasn't, um, you know, your husband for, for the last eight years? Uh, there, there still is act, active care involved. Like, mind you, a lot of this stuff is within the past like year of our lives. Mm. Um, because of, of my health and my illnesses, there was, there was quite a few years where I was very, very sexually inactive. Um, and for me, um, like when I wasn't having sex with my partner, I wasn't having sex at all because like, I don't masturbate. I don't do any of that stuff. So I was just like, okay, Wait, you don't ever masturbate. 
not in, again until probably recent two months. Whoa! Is yeah. that because of is that because of the like endo or? Uh, no, it actually I it just never was a thing. Uh, yeah. So um, so the aftercare and stuff was just kind of like you know we're still working on those things. Like mm. it is all still very very new for us. So we're learning different ways to okay. Well, you know if you're going out with your partners, you know we maybe we're not going to be physical tonight and not going to cuddle and I need to just step back and take a few minutes and, mm. or, you know, he needs to step back and take a few minutes. And so it's all baby steps and yeah. we're going through those baby steps. And again, having an 11 year relationship, there are so many emotions involved in that, but it's good because it's opening up conversation with that, but it's also opening up conversation heavily with like other aspects of our lives. And so it's like, okay, now we can feel so much happier and it's more complete and more fulfilled. Mm-hmm. And that's just, Awesome. Uh. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. The gears there's, are turning. Two, I can see. It. My go brain for it. literally wanted <laughs> to ask two questions and go in two different directions at the exact same time. Uh, I will. Uh, let me first say. Go for it. Um, in these experiences, are they are they solely happening at, happening at like spa nights or no? Ha- has this become something that's a little more extracurricular? Like outside this is bec- of this has become more extracurricular. So we we have partners that we see outside of each other, and some of those partners are again in our group circle, like um, the partners that I play with are are those group people um i don't see anybody right now outside of that um but um but you know he has his own partners and stuff as well and then sometimes it's group play and sometimes it's group play at like our home or sometimes we are like hey let's go to spa night let's all dress in this certain theme and you know have a grand old time Mm. um so so it's it's really starting to kind of like explore into a lot of different areas Mm. so and especially with those um those relationship dynamics to being able to explore, you know, for me, explore primal and submissive side with, with people and, and especially with a female partner being able to explore submissive side with a very, very dominant woman. I was like, okay, this is new. And this is something that, you know, you know, my partner of 11 years can't do, but that's cool. 
And now, but he can also explore that and he can also explore like a dominant side and so on and so forth. And so it's like, okay, now we can kind of like not feel the need to like force those dynamics into our relationship because it's not necessary. We have our own dynamic. We have our own push and shove. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's, it's kind of like giving us a lot more playgrounds, I guess, to kind of like bring experiences from and with all of that activity going on do you feel like you guys still have time for just each other we yes so so even though like a a lot of like seeing partners and stuff has been you know relatively recent in in the few months like we still spend most of our time together like we you know we live together and stuff and so so but our sex lives just as partners with each other has also significantly increased Hmm. and you know part of that could be my age you know, I am coming into my 30s, you know, and so there is a huge um, chemical change in women's bodies later in life than most men. So it's like, am I coming into my sexual prime or right. am I also just more comfortable with exploring this stuff? You know, being able to explore my own body and feel comfortable with it and understand that orgasms are OK. You can do that for yourself and not just give them to your partner. So, yeah. yeah. So what's up with that? Is that is that is that deep rooted in like past trauma or, or like what's I'm you not, never touched yourself that's like and, I think not, you're one of the first this people. This is not true. Okay, so not true. I never didn't. So right. so I I explored. You know, when I was in my early teens, the internet and Kazaa and having an older brother who downloaded porn and being a nosy little shit. I found things and I was sure. like, ooh, okay, well, okay, well, what does this feel like? And I did experiment, but I can say it was in under twelve months. I stopped. Hmm. And I was just like, eh. and I'm not going to get it. I'm just not going to get it. You know, it just kind of like, it didn't make sense to me. And I think a lot of like masturbation, itself, masturbation, right? itself, like self pleasure. Yeah. So like click. it just, and, and, and I sold sex toys. I told people how to masturbate and I had no issue with that, but I just couldn't wrap my own mind around it. So I was just like, it felt I don't know. I don't know if the word is shameful, but I was just like, eh, it just it gave me a weird sensation. And so I think that, you know, the inability to orgasm also stemmed from not understanding my own body and and what it needs. And so I don't. Yeah, it's. I don't know. It maybe it's a combination of both, but it's all kind of like coming into a new world right now, where it's like, mm. oh, okay, I I've, I can give myself an orgasm now and i've i've had two and i'm like whoa i've had two orgasms for myself cool good job um so (laughs) when so i know i know it's super common for women Mm -hmm. to not orgasm during sex um or and maybe in a self-pleasuring way too i don't really know i don't i haven't heard that much about that particular side of it but Mm -hmm. did you so it's it baffles the shit out of a lot of people. They're yeah. like, wait, you don't? Because yeah. it just they just assume. They're like, you're super sexual. Like, and then, but yeah, it baffled me. Yeah. yeah and, I, and I, I was I, just like, eh. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when did you first experience an orgasm? Um, I think it was like with one of my, my, uh, my previous boyfriends. But I think it was only, there was only one. And the one that I can remember. Like, I, there was a lot of parts of that time in my life I don't remember um but I do I do recall of one and I like I had a handful here and there um but it was it was a lot of just like not being able to relax so I think a lot of like you know my mental health and like my anxieties and just my physical body like um I I don't relax and a 
big, big part of being mm. able to orgasm is relaxing. Yeah. I just don't do it. I'm like, I go down south and I'm stressed. So, you know, um, I think that there's like a, a correlation between all of those factors that led to not being able to experience that. Or maybe it is a mental barrier being like, you're not allowed to do that. I, pff, I don't know. Like that, you're not allowed to do that. Like yeah. if you were to like close your eyes and be like, who told me that? Mm. Who would come to mind, you know? Hmm. Who told you God. that you're not allowed to do that? <laughs> Maybe for some people. It no, sure was no. God. See, religion was never a part of my life. Like, I mean, I, I'd have been to church, but it was never like, you can't do that. Blah, 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 blah. No. I don't know. Um, it maybe is on your own like mental blockage or something. Um, but understanding and being able to actually relax and feel comfortable and, and try things it's like oh okay these are these are so many different sensations and it's like it's okay to do that but it's also okay to have fun with your play partners like when we when for example when we go to spa like not very often does anybody like what do, do any guys like come right for the most part like everyone's just playing mm. and like you know girls oftentimes do because there's like hitachis and strap-ons and all kinds of other things so so yeah but it's also okay to just enjoy everything else that's going on and i think i got so wrapped up in everything else that i took that core ingredient out for myself i mm. only wanted to project that on whoever it was i was with and so so i was just like Meh. for me it just takes the back seat now it's a little bit different. Yeah, tell me about that. Because the last time we talked about this, we were like throwing ideas back and forth for this because I've mm -hmm. always masturbated. So I didn't know, I don't wouldn't know what to say to someone to, you know, be like, maybe try masturbating <laughs> this way. So I think your question was like, how do you figure out how to, what you want or how to communicate what you want when you don't really... When you don't really know yourself. Yeah. yeah. And it... it, it, it I think it came from a lot of times because at, at those points in my life, I had a lot of like, you know, there was like new partners and new experiences. And some of those people are very, very inquisitive and very it like there's an intellectual aspect of like the kinks and the play that happen. And they're just like, well, I want to know. I want to know. I want to know. And I'm just like, uh, uh, mm, words don't happen. And so I was like, I, I, I don't know, because it was so inf infrequent that I was able to experience it that you're so caught up in the moment or, or like completely fuck drunk that you're just like, okay, well, how did that just happen? Like, Ooh, or fuck drunk, fuck, yeah. yeah, fuck drunk has become, yeah. become like one of the things that we, we throw around a lot, especially from spa, because you just get into such a state of mind that you're intoxicated from every stimulation that's going on around you. Ooh. And so you're just like, I, somebody can ask you a question and you'd be like, what? And so, yeah, so maybe it was that, that I wasn't able to actually fully understand because I was just in such a mental state. Mm -hmm. So, but, um, but now I have like a little bit more of an idea. And so I can be like, okay, well, I know that this for sure works, but, you know, feel free to experiment. Yeah. You know, I've always, I used to always really choke up anytime mm -hmm. anybody asked me that I would find a very like just like shut like don't fucking just talk stop talking to me. Please yeah stop exactly talking. <laughs> exactly please stop talking and now i am i don't know again like if it's my 30s or what or some shift that i'm going through mm. which is it's i if i feel like that i'll just say stop talking and if i feel like i, I don't like know <laughs> but i just like try this yeah. then um I just I, I just enjoy now I actually just enjoy the sound of like mm -hmm. a free voice coming out of my body yeah whether what no matter what I'm saying yeah I've got into um telling making up 
like fairy tales while while I'm having sex. <laughs> I think that's the funniest thing. <laughs> and I mean, but I also have like you know like one of my partners. If I were to like correct her in any way, I'd get beaten, or she'd have her partner beat me. So I'm just like, okay, well maybe I'd have to pick and choose who I correct in any sense. Like pick beat, your battles, beat yeah. in a in a consensual and yes. sexy way. So I, I was given homework. Actually, it was for one of the spa nights, and they were unable to attend. And I, my homework was to deliver as many orgasms as possible and that spa night ended up everybody just sitting around talking and nobody was really playing and i was like oh i gotta give some o's (laughs) and it wasn't even her that had delivered the punishment i was i was out with with her partner and then the next thing i know i was being spun around and they were like so they're very disappointed in this so we're just gonna you know we're just gonna make up for that and i was like oh shit i'm not getting away from this what kind of punishment oh it was like up against a tree pants off spanking oh wow oh Oh, wow okay (laughs) i still have bruises from the other night so a public lashing yeah yeah (laughs) sounds hot casual stroll in in doobie in the park turned very (laughs) aggressive i i i don't know why my brain keeps coming back to this so i'm just gonna bring it up okay so you originally, when you were chatting, you were like talking about going from modeling to um, uh, photography mm-hmm. and like the back and forth of that. And I was thinking about the cartoon stuff. <laughs> and then I was like um, thinking about the uh, exhibitionism. Mm. And I was like, there's, there's so many uh, like layers to this onion. Mm. Well, it is a, here's it is a where I'm thinking <laughs> they accumulate. Here's where I'm thinking. Okay. Live sex shows. Like ticket selling, like Amsterdam style. We've talked about this before. That, Batman and Robin fucking. I saw yeah. that happen. I know. In Amsterdam. Yeah. And it was like every hour on the hour, live sex acts performed on, and it wasn't sexy at all. <laughs> but I think we could do it better. I think I think we could create something even better. Mm-hmm. And uh, you I ready for like, this, Halifax? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Brady's new business adventure. <laughs> yeah, I'm always like, she's now well, the mistress of the brothel. <laughs> that is, that's my dream job. Right yeah. There. Do you know what? My, I was, I was thinking the other day, my dream job would actually just be have like a bunch of like burp fetishist fans, and they just paid me to burp for them, and that, that would just make my life. Oh, that exists. <laughs> that definitely. I know. Yes. I haven't found this market, but it's. <laughs> what? That you hear that? Is out there. You hear that, listeners? Yeah. If you know, buddies. Yeah. <laughs> customized videos <laughs> like the alphabet or someone's name i've made the mistake of like telling some of my friends about like the disgusting aspects of like my body and and, and, and endometriosis and one of them like full-on went into like a dark pit of like you should sell that as like i was just tried organic that. dog food and i was like what is wrong with oh, you wow. like, that, boutique. That took a, that took it was, turn. oh yeah boutique it was just like it went whoosh yeah. and, and i expect no less from this individual and i was just like can we go there yeah totally. you text me uh what is it tiny cast decidual cast decidual cast yes. so Is like that... uh you explain so a, decid- a decidual cast um so we're gonna get gross friends so everybody knows what a period is um and so the tissue normally breaks up into little tiny pieces hmm. so when you have endometriosis a lot of times the body doesn't do that or it grows in improper parts of the body yes so a decidual cast is basically like a tissue mutation so all of the tissue decides to to stay where it is for an obscenely large amount of time and then kind of pop off all at once so you kind of like you give birth to a uterus raisin and it's kind of like (laughs) oh yeah yeah 
so gross. Yeah, super gross. And so I had my very first full one. So I've had pieces of them before. And I was like, I don't know what the fuck this is. Oh, you mean this popped out of your vagina? Yes. Um, They are like... Like juicy, kind of like almost rehydrated raisins. Yeah, it's Whoa. like a rehydrated raisin, but it's Fuck in the shape me. of your uterus. And Holy so shit. I was fascinated by this. And so I'd love to discuss my friends out. And I was like, hey, do you want to see what just came out of my Please body? Please tell me you took a picture. I did. Oh, fuck. Do you still have it? I do. I, I want to see it after I, this. I have a lot of smut on my phone I have to get through to find it. But you I do have a photo. Go that smut and show me because I want to see that fucking nerd. <laughs> I, think okay, okay. I think the whole internet's going to want to see okay. it. So, so of course, I uh, some of my friends that know about my condition and I was like, like okay this has never happened before and it it's it is pretty common especially if you are treating um your endometriosis <laughs> with um hormonal therapy and things mm. like that because the body just gets really confused and it's just like mm, i don't yeah, know what right. i'm doing so so yeah and 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 i i had asked i was like has anybody ever had this before like should i be worried that this is like a progression of the disease cool. or anyway but a few of my friends were like can i see it yeah, and so they texted me, and I was like, "Okay, sure," because I will, I will literally tell people anything. Like yeah. I'm very, very open, and so I sent it to a few. And this one individual, who's a, a hilarious friend, was like, "Okay, I, I, I need to see this." And then he was like, "Whoa!" And then he just started listing off. He's like, "You could, you could like sell it in like panties or something on the internet, or you could, do, you could do dry it and do this, hundred percent, or like grind it up and sell it as like some kind of aphrodisiac." And I was like, "Dude, you, how are you coming up with this shit within like seconds?" Because but, uh, <laughs> yeah, he's been like, "How can I find? I how it, I how, how much, can you profit off of your 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 uterus raisin?" I right? wonder how much oh. Becca could have sold that two month old tampon. Oh. So when the you doctor s- pulls out and goes, "This is fucking gold." So yeah, when I started listening to that episode, and I was just like, "Whoa, maybe she's having a decidual cast," and then it was like, "Nope," <laughs> that went so far, and I just started cringing. Uh, I, I'm so sorry, Becca. That sounds yeah, terrible. It's pretty, it pretty awful, awful. She's doing good oh, yeah. now, though. Good. She's doing Wonderful. The other image I'm wondering too, if the whole uterus comes out, is it kind of like a deflated balloon? Yes. Okay. Great. Yes, but I just it's but to it's make sure that was accurate. It, the texture I would I would equate it to is like liver. So it's like it's mm. tissue, right? It's yeah. muscle, but it's the it's like thick, like it's mm. it's like liver. You could eat it. I mean, what do you think nope. about um, <laughs> eating the placenta? I think that that's rad. I mean, you know, but just don't do it raw. Put it in pills for sure. And, uh, you know, that's, that's never cool come though. up for me. I I I lost that ability at twenty five, so I just stopped thinking about it. It was never like. Hey, oh yeah, kids are an option. For no, you? well, Ryan Ryan has, has had a vasectomy um, mm. last year. Um, because we became so more active in like community play yeah. and things like that, so we were just like, nope. Mm. Um, but the the chances I I had of of being able to have a kid was so small, and it was just like. So so those kind of thoughts and just like placenta smoothies and I'm just like wow yeah. that's so weird you don't ever have to go, go I there. don't have to even consider it I'm like my one of my uh, uh, buddies and 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 coworkers just had a baby two days ago and I'm just like mm, no thanks yeah. no um why can I ask about that mm-hmm. so what 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 is it about your body that wouldn't let you have babies after? The endo. Okay. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Oh, it was that bad. Yeah. 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 So, so they still don't want to treat it. They still don't want to do any kind of surgeries or anything like that. But I was, I was actually put in a really kind of strange uh, situation because family was always something that we wanted. You know, we come from, well, he came from a, such a large family and, but at 24, 25, 
I was I was speaking with one of my doctors and I had I've seen I've, I've actually lost count of doctors on my condition but at the time I think I'd seen like a few and they were all pretty confident in the, in the disease they were like I know that this is probably what it is um, there's not much you can do about it but this is what it is and so I was I was fertility came up a lot and so I was like okay well what if we want to have kids? Like, how much of a risk am I at right now? Like, can I take a test? Can I find out? Do I have a chance? And they were like, no, you can't really do that because you're not trying. And then I, I legit had a doctor tell me that if I don't start trying to have a kid in the next six months, I'm never going to have one. So I was put in like a really, really weird position. Mm-hmm. And then I was just like, I'm not ready. I'm not ready to make those kind of decisions because my body is deciding that for me. So I was just like, at the time, there was so many emotions involved. I was Mm. like, this is something I've always wanted. But now I look back and I'm just like, you know, it it is what it is. And I'm okay with that. I don't want that anymore. Like, I have so much other shit I want to do. And I don't want to explain my lifestyle to a small human. I really just don't. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even want to explain my lifestyle to my family. I think the small humans generally are more open-minded and understanding. than. Oh, no, I know. I just, they're going to find the shit that I've done on the internet in the future. And I just (laughs) really don't want to go down that route. I actually really enjoy the idea. I don't want kids either, but I enjoy the idea of being someone that might my children that I will never have being a little bit embarrassed. Well, oh. fuck, man. The guest that we have coming up like uh, now in a minute uh, yeah. after you, mm-hmm. she she was like, she basically was like, yeah, I've got a 19-year-old son here in Halifax and I really don't want him to hear this episode, but I'm going to fucking do it anyway. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, the <laughs> yeah. chances of him hearing it are, are very high. Are so high. Yeah. 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 Like my my family are smart enough to just not go there, but my stepmom will be like, I want to know everything. Sure, yeah. And, and that's fine. She She's like the only person in my family I officially came out to or anything like that. So I'm just like, yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah, Go for sure. it. Listen to the episode. I don't care. Is there anything that we didn't hit on that you were hoping we were we were going to dive into no i figured i was going to be grilled with questions about non-masturbation for sure i well i mean i, <laughs> I, mean, I was pretty surprised yeah, but i mean I the didn't, there's laid, no real answer to it yeah like, you and know? the way you laid it out like yeah. you just it just wasn't a thing but yeah. just in case there's people listening who mm. are you know in the same boat because you know you and i haven't talked since we were kind of throwing those ideas back and forth and mm-hmm. what's what's happened in the last little bit um since since I've been able to experience sex very differently and understand that it is okay to enjoy it, it's okay to just be selfish and want those physical feelings, um, it's become like a hunger. And like I, it's like, I want that. I crave it. And so then it just becomes, okay, well, I want to experience this. I want to experience this. And, you know, sometimes people aren't available or, you know, you're just kind of like, okay, maybe I can do this and relax. And so that's been where I'm at, where I'm like, okay, now I have a general understanding of what could get me off. So now I can try to do that for myself. And and then the hunger grows. And then you're just like, okay, well, I want that more. And I want that more. And then, so then, you know, it's, it's a lot of fun to play. What, mm-hmm. what, what's been like the progression of your mass? masturbatory aids like in terms of like you said toys like yeah we had talked about I never really owned literature. toys prior to I sold a lot of them but I never really owned a lot of them but um I'm a big Hitachi fan okay. big time Hitachi is is the most wonderful thing on the planet I need like eight of these things um now are you one for only using the, the Hitachi after you've well I guess that's probably not the case because you don't come that often mm-hmm. uh are you how do you use your Hitachi um so it's, it's generally clitoral stimulation so so there are a couple like penetrative toys that you can use with that. Um, but 
I've actually just recently like went out and bought like just a pretty general vibrator. Um, back when I was selling sex toys like 10 years ago, the shit that those things were made out of were very, very rough and very, very hard. And for somebody who has a condition that kind of fucks up their insides, it's just painful. And Ooh. so I was like, I don't want any of these kind. Of, I don't want to be like fucking like playing with this but that's different now there is so much more variety in textures and feels and and materials and so i was like okay here's a vibrator that i feel is small and soft and squishy and you know you can use that and not hurt myself and being able to actually just if it's not as powerful as the hitachi what is as powerful as the hitachi i don't understand this um but you can actually just like hit the vibrator with that and then it's like oh now the vibrator is the hitachi as well and so it's like okay you don't have to limit your use of what the hitachi comes with you can use it with that Mm. but then also there's uh, there's other toys out there that are are kind of like boggling my mind like you you guys had gotten the vesper like the little Mm -hmm. that's i'm very curious about that one um and then there's also like the womanizers and the satisfiers which have a a partial suction aspect to it as well and for for solo play those make a little bit more sense because they are so target based right like they're they're like they need to stay where they're at because it's suction and then you know the, the the heads on them are like quite small um so to use them with a play partner, you're just like fucking like all over the place and you just can't keep it there. But the Hitachi, it's a lot easier, right? Mm. It's, it's all rhythm with those things. So those are something that you can experiment a little bit more with like solo play because maybe it is an extreme vibration that you're you're in tune with. Maybe it's all rhythm. Maybe it's you need to have like a rhythm between, you know, the top play and the, in, in, you know, the penetrative play or what have you. And so it's like there's so many more things coming out and new toys like Wii Vibes and all this. Like Wii Vibe is not my thing but how many people are like crazy over mm, that mm-hmm. and so like the sex toy industry has changed a lot in the past decade so it's just like there are so many cool things going on I just want to try it and yeah it's you know there is a lot of mental barriers involved in in you know either polyamory or in you know something as simple as masturbation but you just gotta kind of relax a little and just kind of like accept and understand that maybe your body's just not ready right now maybe you don't need this right now and it's okay to not need it like if you can feel satisfied with whatever play it is you're having with your partner there's nothing wrong with that Mm -hmm. but it's like you know if you want to try try if you don't want to try give it time now that you've been able to relax your mind and like Mm -hmm. be okay with self-pleasure mm-hmm. when you're using toys you're where's your mind at like what are you thinking about are you um, like fantasizing or you still like just really working on relaxing there or? is still a lot of like working on relaxing but i've i've been with the, the um, with the intense experiences that have happened in the past several months with like going to spa night and like you know like different play dynamics and different partners and stuff you can think about so many more scenarios and so you can actually just be thinking of a memory of like a particular moment that you were like hey remember that time we were on that sex wing and it was just like wow you can kind of put yourself back into that mental state and so that's i found has been for me very helpful because i'm very visual um and so like I never really I'm not into watching porn or really like anything like I don't watch very much of it because I'm 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 an art snob like I'm taking <laughs> like you know four chamber heart mm, gorgeous Andrew Blake yeah. fantastic yeah. but I mean Andrew Blake I don't think has made anything in like 20 years but you know stuff like that but that's not always available or just like you can only watch the same thing over and over so yeah. many times so having a lot of memories and personal experiences I can go back to has been very very helpful so yeah I don't know Cool. It's kind of weird. <laughs> uh, well, thank you. No problem. The car. 
for coming in today. It's wonderful to be here. And chat with us. I hope we can get you and uh, and Ryan here. Yeah, at yeah. Some point. Yeah, his uh, his really his fun. work contract is up, so we're we're both pretty available. Sweet. Yeah. We're, we're very happen. excited cuz like I said there's there's some interesting kind of like it, a lot of changes and like, yeah. and, and also being able to kind of like bounce those experiences off of like, you know, with another couple that is, you know, in polyamory and stuff it's mm. like we're just like mm, give us the knowledge yeah it's right. fascinating well we'll uh, we'll make it happen at yeah. some point Wonderful. in the next next little bit uh in the meantime thank you all so much for listening and we hope you enjoyed it and if you did and if you didn't head on over to <laughs> itunes anyway and subscribe for sure rate and review uh definitely and uh also you can find us on instagram sunday bunday every sunday we yep. publish the best some... day of the week yeah we put buns. your butt up there we did like uh, i think two butts of yours on there yeah. at one I think there was, was a rope highest. butt one of them was, was a, with, that was a good one that one was a really good one tea tied oh, up tea it was, was a great fantastic. picture yeah we got great instagram so it's <laughs> yeah. at turn me on at turn me on podcast, podcast. Yeah. Uh, we're also a little bit on Twitter here. Yeah, and there. we're on Twitter here and there. We're on Facebook for sure. Yeah. And uh, you can reach us right through our website on uh, a form, a submission form, if you've got a brain bone or a question that you'd like to try to stumble over an answer to. And also, if you feel like being a future guest on the show. Yeah, we could use it. Uh, and that's it for this week. So until uh, next week. Go fuck yourself. flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.